You're listening to Wired with Resi, an electrician's guide to everything electrical. Whether you're an apprentice, helper, journeyman, or master electrician, we will answer your questions and discuss topics relative to our field. Here's your host, Jim Johnson. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Wired with Resi. Uh, today I'm here with Arthur Hernandez. He's our recruiter here at IES Residential. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm happy to finally uh, be on the podcast. I've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> okay, well, let's start off with a little bit about your background, how you got into recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to recruiting at IES Residential, I was uh, recruiting in a more traditional sense. I was recruiting for um, financial advisors. Um, and so how was that? Them- well, it was a real challenge. Um, it was a commission-only job, um, mm. which was great when you got paid, but also a real challenge when you didn't get paid. And then uh, lots of uh, banging the phones, so maybe making 150 calls a day. Oh, wow. Um, and a lot of, no, thank you, immediately. And so it was it was tough, but it did teach me a perseverance that you got to just keep going and you can't stop. Yeah. Uh, until you find somebody. So it was, a, it was a challenge, but it was definitely different than what, what we're doing here. Okay. So uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the recruiting process and how that's kind of different than the more traditional sense. Well, for one thing, it's um, a whole different world in the, in the skilled trades. Um, I, like I said, I, I come from a recruiting background, but it was very, very different. Um, so it's, it's a real challenge, especially not knowing anything about electrical trying to hire people that are electricians. So it was definitely a process of learning a little bit about that. So then when I'm talking to people, I can better understand if they're, you know, making things up or if they really know what they're talking about. So I guess kind of walk us through like on a day to day, what you experience. Yeah. So uh, we're a, a pretty large company, the one of the largest residential electrical contractors in America. So we have 35 shops across 10 states. So uh, typically, the, the one good thing about working for internally for a company, whereas before I was, work, I was an external recruiter, is that we do have our own jobs posted and people just do apply. So you're not having to randomly cold call people that aren't necessarily interested in being electricians. People apply for our jobs. But at any given time, we probably have 30 to 40 openings. Um, mm-hmm. And really, in general, we're always looking to hire great people. So even if we don't necessarily have an opening in a particular market, if we come across someone who is pretty skilled, a pretty skilled electrician and has a, has a great attitude, we're going to try to find a way to make it work for them. So, you know, come in in the morning, look at um, everybody that's applied um, over the last day. So maybe 30 people a day. Mm-hmm. It just depends on some of the other roles. In addition to recruiting electricians, I also recruit for all of our admin needs. So, you know, if we have, we need an administrative assistant at a shop or we need a uh, financial analyst here at the, at the main office, I recruit for all of those as well. So, you know, it's, it's a lot to learn. Um, so typically right. go over all of those. If I do have a, a financial analyst position open, it's a, a lot of people apply for that. So try to go through all of those candidates, see if they're good fits or not. If they're good fits, I go ahead and call them. Um, see what they know how to do. And then if they are, I pass those off to the hiring manager. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll do is I, I try to touch base with, with all of our division managers to make sure that they know that I'm available to help them out um, in any way that I can, whether it's posting a job for them or, you know, like I said, if I come across somebody who is a good fit that they're not necessarily hiring, I try to, you know, help them, you know, see those people. So how do you know when a candidate isn't right for the job? Okay. So the, 
it just depends on what the job is. But the biggest thing is, is do they have a great attitude? I'm a real big believer in that. Um, you know, especially with what we've got going on, which I think we'll talk about a little, a little bit later, our training center. If they've got a great attitude and they're open to learning, um, that's what I'm really looking for. So somebody who's not telling me how it is, or I, sometimes I, I get people on the phone and they're just like jerks. And I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, we get so many people that apply. If somebody is a jerk to me in the first, you know, two minutes, I'm, I'm kind of done. And that surprises know? me that people, you know, I just know that when I was searching for a job, I was just on it, you know, yeah. making sure that, you know, I sent them a follow-up email letting them know thank you for the opportunity because obviously they're taking time out of their day to interview you and talk to you. And just, I think those little niceties make such a big difference. So Uh, to hear that people aren't doing that, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I think maybe that's why you're a great marketing manager, right? It's because you do those things, but it's shocking to me the number of people that apply and then don't return phone calls or even beyond that, you know, so, and it, and it varies on the position, you know, some of, you know, some of our, if we have a financial analyst interview, they're, they're probably going to show up, but for some of our other, it's just shocking to me. I can't imagine not showing up. Right. Um, or what's really great too, is when I do show up for an interview, when people do show up for an interview and they know a little bit about the company. Um, yes. So that's Super always, important. that's, yeah, they've, even if they've done, you know, even if they just went on the webpage and they know, yeah, I know y'all are an electrical contractor. Y'all you know, have a bunch of shops across a bunch of States. Like that's. 10 seconds of looking on the internet and you'll see that. So that's, that's also another really good sign as well of people. Um, I tell people, you know, or I was on your Facebook page and I saw some of the stuff you did. I, I, I do get to work pretty closely with marketing, um, as well. So, um, all of those things are really good signs, a, a good handshake. I'm a firm believer in just yes. a nice, good handshake, eye contact, mm-hmm. um, those kind of things. Okay. So let's talk about challenges that you face, um, you know, with the skilled trades, obviously there's a decline and, you know, we need more people out in the field, electricians. Yeah. So the, the biggest challenge is really that it's an aging workforce and it's, it's a pretty small workforce and that's across all of the construction trades, whether it's plumbers or framers or roofers or electricians. Um, and so that, that really is my biggest challenge and it's, it's hard work. It's not easy. You know, you're not in an office in the air condition, you're outside and it's hot in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a real challenge. And it's, it, it's interesting because when I was in school, I was told that if you don't go to college, you're not, you're not going to be successful. And that is just so not true. I, I like to tell, uh, when I'm talking to high schoolers, um, about being an electrician that if I was in y'all's position and I learned electrical in high school, I'd be a millionaire by now. Yeah. Um, and I, I firmly believe that's the case. If you work your butt off, um, you, you can be very, very successful. One thing I tell um, students or people that are, are, are getting into the trade is that if you give us 10 years, we'll take care of you the rest of your life. And I, I firmly believe that. You got to work hard. Right. You can't just kind of do the bare minimum. But uh, if you work your, your tail off for 10 years, I really feel like IES Residential will take care of you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about schools because I know that you visit different high schools and most recently uh, University of Houston. So let's kind of talk about, you know, what you do when you go and visit the schools. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm really passionate about um, learning trades in high schools. And over the last five years or so, or maybe 10 years, um, trades have really been coming back into high schools. And so that's about time. I yeah. mean, I remember being in middle school, and I didn't want to do home ec. I wanted to take shop. So I was the only girl with a bunch of guys, but I learned how to use different types of saws. And, you know, I, I just feel like 
For me, I think that it should be taught to both genders. Yeah, absolutely. I I love I I want to hire as many women as I can just because it's they're not as many in the, in right. the workforce and I'm, I'm a huge fan of diversity I just think when you have different uh, opinions and different thoughts you really get a, a better overall picture yeah. uh, or I guess better ideas and, and you do better when you have diversity uh, so yeah so over the last five mm-hmm. to ten years we you know trades have been coming back and so it was interesting I, I was challenged by uh, one of our division managers to find him a school um, that teaches electrical and I found a really great school in San Antonio and they their whole program is they build uh, little mini houses tiny homes is what they do yes and so they learn all of the trades but through that school they really connected me with a, a larger organization skills USA mm-hmm. um, which is a national organization that promotes the trades through contests and they do a, a lot of things, but that really has connected me with high schools throughout the country. Wow. Um, so there's not really a national database of schools that teach electrical. So it's um, challenging sometimes to find a lot of Googling, a lot of making phone calls mm-hmm. um, to find it. So that's one thing I'm really passionate about is, is hiring and finding and, and fostering you know, the trades in high schools as well, um, as well as there are other skilled trade schools for, for adults that you can go to as well. Um, but I'm a real big believer in, in, in skilled trades in, in high schools as well. Um, so another thing we're doing is you mentioned, uh, U of H. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right here in Houston, U of H has a construction management program. So we are going to, we're going there, uh, next week, next week, next Friday. And, uh, we're going to talk to those, um, students and, and let them know a little bit more about what we have to offer. Um, we're looking maybe for some project managers, which is, it's a little bit different of a role, um, than, than we typically would look for, but we're, we're always trying to do new and, and better things here at IES residential. So Really excited about that. I know you're really excited about going back and, and talking to those people about uh, about your great career as well. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. I mean, I think that partnering with University of Houston is such a great opportunity for you know people in the construction program, and they can get a chance to see what it's like in real setting. I mean, you know. I think we're hiring interns, correct? Yeah, we're going to try to hire sort of a, a project manager intern, and they'll do a variety of things. Mm-hmm. So they'll help with purchasing or procurement, I think is, is the fancy word that we like to use. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll help with um, uh, doing takeoffs, which is kind of um, you know looking at plans and seeing what all the electrical components will be. They'll help with estimating and then bidding. And then also, I, I really feel like our most successful project managers actually make it out into the field too, so mm-hmm. that they know what's going on. And I think it helps with the general contractors that I'm, I'm seeing this project manager out there. I'm not just seeing our foreman out in the field. Um, I'm actually seeing the project manager out in the field as well. I'm talking to him. So hopefully they'll get to spend a little time out in the field as well. Yeah. Um, and then hope, and they're all, they'll go to our training center. Um, so hopefully they'll learn a little bit about electrical because it helps when you're estimating, when you're doing things to know a little bit about electrical. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just having that, that background and knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how, when you go and visit these high schools, how are the students? I mean, how do they react to, you know, knowing about, okay, this could be an opportunity for me to get into the trades. So, uh, you know, some students are better than other students. If it's a good program, most of the students are, are pretty engaged and they're they're looking at you as opposed to looking down. Um, it's not always like that, but um, we tend to get the best people um, from those students that are fully engaged that have really good teachers. So we uh, we do partner with uh, the high schools beyond just hiring their employees. So you know we donate material, uh, we donate uh, prizes for contests. 
if it's something specific, like we, we work with one high school in Nashville and they just have kind of a general construction program. They don't have a specifically electrical program. Um, and it's so cool. So we go in and we teach them um, over a day how to wire up a couple of switches and uh, some plugs and some lights. And it's really amazing to see their faces light up when they flip that switch and the light turns on. It's, it's yeah. really awesome to see Yeah. Um, as well. And some things I try to say is even if you don't necessarily want to go be an electrician, if you learn a skilled trade like that, when something breaks in your house, you get to fix it yourself. Right. Save yourself. I switched out all of my plugs and switches. That probably would have cost me a thousand bucks if I hired an electrician to do it. Um, but I was able to do it myself. And so I was able to save myself some money. So there's a lot of really great, amazing things about about learning trades in high schools. Yeah, definitely. I agree. So what do you think about future trends in recruiting as far as social media? How's technology really changed recruiting? So um, I'll tell you how it affects us here at IES Residential more specifically. So, um, you know, social media is such a is such a good way for people to see what our company is like. One of the things that I, I feel like separates us is our culture. And as, as you hear all the time, I know Jim says this is that you can't you can't see it. You've got to experience it. Right. Well, I feel like the best way for non-employees to experience this is to see our social media. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a huge part of especially for us because we want to show how unique and how different we are. Um, so I, we need those. We need that social media um, for people to be able to see it. So that's probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, uh, we also just. We have an applicant tracking system that helps us keep track of all of our jobs. And, you know, we are a publicly traded company, so we've got to keep track of, you know, some of the, the legalese that I won't get into too much of, but it really makes that job much easier. And when you're as big a, a company as we are, and considering it's not just residential, it's all of our other business units, it makes it much easier to handle and make sure we're, we're doing everything the way we're supposed to be doing as well. Okay. What do you think about millennials? and kind of their needs you know i think that millennials get a bad rap i don't don't even know that they're millennials anymore i I feel like the i don't know what the next generation past millennials is um i really um i think they get a bad rap i think that uh the older generation always says the younger generation is is not as good as the older generation right um so i don't i don't really believe that at all um to be quite honest with you and again i'm out there seeing 16 17 year olds 18 year olds building houses um, yeah. working with their hands. So I, I don't think that's true. What I, I would put that back on the manager and saying, you're not doing a good job of motivating your people. Yeah. I know, um, some of our managers are really great about doing it and they're saying, Hey, um, I heard of a division manager up, up in uh, North Texas who said, Hey, we're going to work our tails off. But after that, I'm going to take you all to Vegas. And they met all their goals and he took that's them out awesome. on expenses paid trip to Vegas. Work hard, play hard, work hard, play hard. So I really think that it's a matter of motivating, of motivating your employees. And if you're a good manager and you're a good motivator, I think that you're, they're going to do just fine. So I, I think that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. I think about <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like, yes, they do get a bad rap. I think we're actually considered millennials, right? Isn't we, it? Yeah, I think we are millennials. I think it's 81 to, what is it? Our, I don't know if we were generation... Maybe, uh, I don't really know. Uh, are we millennials or are we Generation X or Generation Next, Generation Z? I don't, I don't know. So, but I think, that, I, think, I think they're doing just fine. Yeah. When you're telling potential candidates about our training center, how do they react knowing that they're going to get training, you know, once they join the company? I mean, I, I think they're really excited about it. You know, you talk about it and it's one thing, but you go there and you see it's, I mean, it's a, a first class facility. I don't know of another 
residential electrical contractor in America that's got its own training center. I know that you know the um, the IEC has a training center, but it's it's not it's not a part of one company. It's all companies, and the same thing with the with the electricians union. You know, it's not it's not one company's. It's ours. There's there's probably not too many of those. So it's it's really amazing. So and what I like most about our training center is so when I talked earlier about wanting to hire people that that knew how to do the job. What's great about the training center is I can hire amazing people, even if they don't know how to do the job. And I know that we'll send them to the training center and they'll learn how to be great electricians. And so I, I love it. I think it's it's great. I think it's so cool. I try to go to as many classes as I can because um, I think it's important for me to, to know the trade so I can know what I'm talking about. Um, but I think it's given us a real opportunity to hire great amazing people that don't necessarily know about um, electrical and train them to be electricians so i know one of the things we're pushing for is um, like uh, customer service managers maybe restaurant managers because they really understand that you've got to take care of your customer right. and that's one thing that i also feel like maybe separates us from some of our competition is we understand we've got to take care of our customer so again with the training school it has allowed us to hire great people that are going to take care of our customers and train them to be electricians doing it our way, which is the right way. <laughs> so you actually had your, you took your wireman's test. Yeah, which is, is a real big deal to me. Um, just personally, I never, uh, I was never able to, to finish college. And so I sort of equate getting my residential wireman license with getting your um, associate's degree. So it was a really big deal to me. Um, I was I was never really great in school. It just didn't interest me, which is why I wish I could have done a trade. Mm -hmm. um, so through we have on top of so at our training center we have pods, personal occupational development, and we have uh, six of those for a single family, and then for multifamily into the three on top of that. So in addition to those sort of set trainings, we also do test prep. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to go, you know, do my test prep there, and um, through the time I've worked in the field and my test prep, I was able to pass, and it was. A real challenge, I, I can tell you. Were so, you nervous, like going in? So actually, it's funny. So going in, I was not nervous. I had taken a lot of practice tests. I had studied very hard, like the week of. Um, in addition to taking our test preps, so I felt really good. And then I got through the first ten questions, and I felt like I didn't know any of the answers. Oh no! And I was, <laughs> it was. Um, I feel like I'm pretty easy going and I can just roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. So it was okay. I had a good sense of humor about it, but I felt like I did terrible. I just did not think I was going to pass and I was, I was just walking out leaving. Um, but I had, like I said, I had a good attitude about it because I said, okay, well, you know, if I, I'll know what it's like for next time. I'll be able to pass next time, which is, is really a good attitude. And no one cares how many times it takes you to pass as long as you pass. Right. Um, so I was just walking out and the lady was like, Hey, don't you want to know your test score? And I was like, Oh no, I'm sure I didn't pass. Um, no worries. And she goes, Oh no, no, you passed. And I was just, I was shocked because <laughs> I thought for sure I did not do good. So, um, it was a really interesting, um, enlightening experience for me. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great that, you know, you were able to do that. And the great thing about the company I feel is that they're always encouraging you to better yourself. So as far as personal growth or, you know, advancing in your career, there's always the opportunity there for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've talked a lot about training, but maybe that's okay because it's one of our core values. But I'm the recruiter. I'm not an electrician in the field, and I've never been stopped from taking any one of our pod classes. Mm -hmm. um, so we do, uh, I guess, heavy equipment training sort of. So we do like mini excavator training and forklift training and scissor lift training. Uh, and I've done all those. Um, and so, and I was never, it was never a question of, 
oh, I don't, I don't think that's really not related to your job. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able, you don't really need to do that. Um, I've just done it. I really do think it helps because when somebody says, I know how to use a mini X, I can say, well, tell me a little bit about that. And I can know if they're making things up or not. Hey, so there you go. I, I do think it's super beneficial. Um, you know, I try to go to uh, a couple of uh, training, a couple of HR conferences a year so I can sort of see what's going on, mm-hmm. get some new ideas, see what's successful with other people so I can bring those programs here. So uh, I've never been told no um, for training, which I think is really great. And I really, really appreciate and value. We do all kind. Everybody gets first aid training here. Yeah, um, that's awesome. You know, all of our admin Which people. is super important because you never know. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, regardless of work or home, you just never know. So... I think it's great all the training that we do. So we have an amazing training team. I, I like to say, you know, I'm not out in the field uh, all the time, but when I go out there with our training staff and I'm on this 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 equipment, I feel very very comfortable. And uh, it's a credit to our training staff and how great how great they are that they can make someone who's a city boy, that's what I like to say, <laughs> feel comfortable on those uh, on those on those equipment. It's, it's great. Cool. When you go to these HR conferences and you know they're kind of talking about the future of recruiting and I've noticed now that they do a lot of video interviews. What do you think about that? So I, I do like video interviews because it's hard to to get a sense of someone unless you're looking at them, seeing how they're how they're responding to your questions. Um, like I said, eye contact is is another really big thing. So um, I do think that, that that's a real cool thing. You know, you asked me earlier about trends. So video job descriptions are, I think, the way of the future. Um, I think that I, the stat I saw at the last conference I was at is that jobs with um, video descriptions get like double the clicks as other jobs. So that's one thing we're doing is we're recording jobs. A job, we're recording videos for all of our jobs so that we can have that on there. So that's another sort of video. That's another thing we're doing another trend that I see as well in, in recruiting. Yeah. Which I think is really cool because you can kind of see firsthand, you know, what you're getting yourself into basically, you know, they're, they're talking about their day to day, what they're doing. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. And we're getting our own employees. We're not like hiring actors to do this. These are (laughs) our own employees. Um, and one thing I always ask is tell me what's challenging about your job because Mm -hmm. I want, it's not easy at all. You know, no one's job is easy, but you know, being out in the sun is hot and it's hard dealing with sometimes, you know, you have to deal with, uh, some of these construction managers that are not always nice. Um, so it's a challenge and I want them to know the good and the bad so that they can have eyes wide open in there, um, as well. Okay. What about, so what are your goals for, for recruiting? Oh, I, uh, I shared this at our last manager meeting. My ultimate goal is to hire the next president of IES residential and uh, I'm hoping that some of these uh, trainees that we've hired for our training center, one of those people is going to be our next, um, our next president of our company. So that's my ultimate goal um, is to find the next president. Um, short-term goals are, like I said, I'm really trying to, to do all of our job description videos. So probably about a third of the way through. So we've got a little bit of ways to go in order to do that. The other um, thing that I want to do is I want to make your first day really exciting. Yes. Um, I don't want it to just be a lot of boring paperwork. Right. And um, and all that kind of stuff. So trying to work with trying to come up with different ideas to make sure that your first day is a really great experience. And it's it's hard because we've got so many shops all over to sort of implement a process. But just, you know, doing what we can do, talking it up so they can understand how great of a company they work for. So for an example, what would you do for somebody's first day? One thing I, so my first day at admin and it's, it's a little different at admin. I understand, man, I had, um, 
an IES shirt waiting for me. I had a notepad, a pen. Um, I was taken out to lunch. So those are some of the things that made me feel really special coming here. Now, anybody that I hire, I try to take out to lunch um, mm-hmm. as well. And so even out in the field. So, um, you know, I'm going, up, I'll go up to Dallas this year and I, we hired a guy in Dallas. I'm going to try to take him out to lunch. So just sort of little things like that, that are not, you know, necessarily big and, you know, don't cost a lot of money, you know, or are really great ways to show people how special they are and that we appreciate them as well. Yeah. I think it's a nice gesture and, you know, makes them automatically feel like, you know, they're like family. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is one of our other core values. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) When you're interviewing somebody and you're going over our core values, which I'm sure you do, how do they feel about that? So I have a pretty set interview process that we do, which I like because it makes it easier on me and it makes it easy for me to be consistent. Um, and all of the questions are really tough. So the, one of the first questions is, is that you've got to circle, um, one or the other. And the first one is I'd rather turn in a project on time, but incomplete, or I'd rather turn in a project late, um, but complete. Ooh. And, and so it's, it's a tough question. And yeah. the majority of people say I'd rather turn it in on, I mean, late, late, but complete. So when they answer that question, my first question is, so you turn in a lot of things late. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> and, um, And I like to be difficult and a little different because I want to sort of get you out of your comfort zone to see how you really are. Mm -hmm. Um, We hired another person and I I had kind of a 50-50 feel going in about how, or 50-50 after the interview, whether I I thought she would be a good fit or not. It was interesting because we ended up hiring her and about a month later, her personality was so different. And I was like, man, I really like your personality. I wish you had been this way in the interview. Mm-hmm. I would have a hundred percent been on board with you. And she was like, Oh, well, you know, I wanted to be all, you know, special or whatever, you know, it was all my best behavior. And <laughs> that's what I don't, I don't want you to be on your best behavior. I want to see who you really are right? because that's what you're going to be like every day. So I, I try to ask these, these difficult questions in order to throw them off a little bit, to throw them off so I can see what they're really like. At the end, one of the questions I ask is, you know, tell me about the core values and which one stands out at you. So my standard is I usually talk about um, uh, training and I say my thing about how I get to go to all the training, even though I'm not really an electrician. And then I talk about opportunity Um, because I think opportunity is the story of our company. You know, Dwayne started out on the bottom and has worked his way up um, to being the president of of a company that might do 300 million this year. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And that's really not a unique story of our company. I'd say that um, almost all of our division managers started out on the bottom, worked their way up. My boss uh, started out as a part-time clerk, and now she's uh, one of our attorneys and an HR manager. So it's it's not a unique story at all to our company. And so I like to tell them about that. And so then they, they always tell me about, um, I ask them which, which one of their core values stands out at them and why. And so they get a chance to tell me. And it's usually family or um, I got a, I get a lot of, of different ones, but uh, I always like when they ask me, well, what's going on with this weird thing? That's, that's actually <laughs> that's everyone's like, favorite. That, that's everyone's favorite. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want to be like everybody else um, because right. um, that's not working for us. We want to be different. We right. want to be special. Yeah. That's how we stand out in the crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what's the craziest interview you've ever had? Um, so one interview, uh, stands out in mind and it was a kind of a, a, a lesson for me in interviewing. He just seemed a little bit off. Um, I guess when we were sitting in a conference room and there was a phone, a conference room phone in the middle of the room and the cord was all wound up. And so he had to stop the interview and like unwind that cord. No. It was really crazy. What? Um, <laughs> and then afterwards he, um, we didn't offer him the job. He, he just seemed a little bit off. And he was like, well, why didn't I get the job? 
And so I just told him a, a couple of things. Um, he was actually like our second strongest candidate. We hired our strongest candidate. And he just started yelling at me and screaming what? at me and telling really? me that I was sabotaging him and all this other stuff. Oh, my and God. And so uh, kind of what I learned from that is that, I, you know, if I don't, you know, if you didn't get the job, you didn't get the job. I'm not really going to tell you. I don't, I don't think, I think it's best not to really tell you where you lacked um, in because it just never works out. So it was just kind of a, of a crazy thing. And I learned that, sorry, you didn't get the job. You know, we'll let you know if something comes up. Or you can always check our website for for other jobs, um, <laughs> because I've it, they I'm not going to tell them why they what what they lacked in it just does not work out well. Right. Oh my gosh. So he sent an angry letter to to my boss's boss, and it was but it all worked out fine. Like they they had interviewed him as well, but it was just it was kind of a crazy situation. So yeah, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your favorite thing about marketing? Well. Um, I, so me and the marketing manager started almost, almost on the same, maybe like a week apart. Yeah. I think I started a week before you. So, which is really when our company, you know, was sort of at the beginning of a lot of changes at our company. So Mm -hmm. I love that I get to work really closely with marketing. I think that, um, you know, recruiting is marketing to to people. Um, so I feel like I've got, um, a lot of support for marketing, you know, we do job of the week. Yes. I know that if I need backup at uh, a job fair, marketing is there with me, regardless of whether it's U of H or not. <laughs> um, you know, we get to, if I have an idea, um, you know, marketing is pretty open to about it. They're not like, hey, I'm marketing, you're recruiting. You don't tell me, you know, don't, you, I, don't need, I don't need your ideas. They're always open to, to my ideas. Um, so I, I really appreciate that we can work pretty closely together and we yeah. work pretty well together. Yeah. Um, we're both Cowboys fans. That's also yes. a, a huge deal, I think. So. Yes. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to talk about? You know, we talked about going to high schools. Um, yeah. And I always like to talk, there's a couple things I always talk to high schoolers about that I think are really important. And so anybody out there that's younger, that's listening, I, I want to point this out. So um, there's a couple of things I look for in, um, in, in new hires that are coming out of high school. And the first is, do you show up on time to class every day? So I understand that, you know, you're taking the bus or your parents dropping you off. So like you might not make it first to your first period on time, but all the other periods you should be able to make it on time to class for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. Some of the sta- the standard, if you can show up to work every day um, on time, you're probably going to do okay. Even if you're not necessarily the greatest of, of electricians, if I know I can count on you to be there every day right. um, on time, it's a really big deal. So I like to tell high schoolers that, that your attendance is super important. Um, the next thing I like to talk about is, you know, I don't need you to make straight A's. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily care if you get an A in English. Um, but what is important is sort of some basic math skills. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were growing up, they said, you're not going to have a calculator with you all the time. You need to know your times tables. Well, yeah. that was a lie. <laughs> we have, we have our phones with us all the time. Right. But I will tell you from personal experience that I've, I've been out there trying to do on my phone times tables, counting up. You know, if I've got, you know, 10,482 widgets on a pallet, if I know that there are eight in a box and it's, you know, 10 tall and 12 wide and 15 deep, and I can do that calculation in my head mm-hmm. real quick, it's much faster than pulling out your phone. And I know because I've been trying to calculate things and the guys are, what are you talking about? I've already got it calculated. So those basic math skills are, are super important. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I, I talk about is attitude, um, especially some of these kids and when I was 18, I, I knew everything. Of which course. Is unlike yeah. those kids. Those kids don't know anything, but <laughs> I knew everything when I was 18. Even the, ki- even the kids coming out of 
out of a, a trade high school, they, they don't know everything mm-hmm. um, at all by any stretch of the means. And so you've got to be open and teachable. Um, that's another really big thing. And that, that never really changes. You know, the, the NEC changes every three years. Mm-hmm. Um, we might find a better way to do things that we want you to adopt. So you've always got to have a great attitude yeah. and you've always got to be open to learning. And then the last thing, which is, is kind of a crazy thing to me that I found in talking specifically to high schoolers is, is not getting a driver's license. Um, what? Really? Oh, man. I would say that the majority of 16, 17, and 18-year-olds that are in high school don't have a driver's license, which is bonkers to me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, I really can't say much about that because I didn't get mine until I was 18. Yeah, that's... I <laughs> When I was 16, I would... I was at... when I, On my birthday when I was 16, I was at the, the DMV getting my driver's license because I, I wanted to be able to take girls out and not have my mom drive me everywhere. I wanted to be able to do things on my own. So... Uh, I tell people to, to get a driver's license and when you get a driver's license, which mm-hmm. I know I will have guilty of this. If I, if you get a ticket, mm-hmm. go get it taken care of because it's not, it's not going to go away. If you just ignore it for five years, the ticket's not going to go away. It's it's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to get insurance because that's the law. And if you don't have insurance and you get pulled over, you're going to get a ticket for it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, that's not going to go anywhere. And the, and the reason why that's important is because if, if you're pretty good, in a year or two, you're going to be a lead man and we're going to want to give you a company truck, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a truck that you can drive not only to, not only at work while you're driving around, but to and from work. And we're going to pay for the insurance and the gas. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If you don't have a driver's license or it's not valid because you didn't pay your tickets, we can't do that. And so it's super important that you get your driver's license and that you, you handle your business. Um, yeah. That's one thing that I will, I will definitely say. And I noticed that you put that in your job descriptions. Oh like, yeah. Have a valid driver's license mm-hmm. for, I would say that the vast majority of our field jobs, um, two thirds of them, you, you need a driver's license. Um, you know, the way that it works, you're, you're, you know, if we're doing a single family house, you're driving to a new house every day or every other day. And so you've got to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with our multifamily jobs, you know, you're, you're constantly, you know, going to, to pick up material and all this other stuff. And you've got to have a driver's license. It's, again, it's, it's crazy to me because I, as soon as I can get a driver's license, I wanted a driver's license. So yeah, it's, it's, it's super key and super key. And it's, it's unfortunate when I find somebody that's probably going to be a pretty good fit, but they don't have a driver's license. Oh, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And then yeah. you can't, or maybe and if you want to go be a helper making, you know, I don't know, 13 bucks an hour, that's fine. But usually, you know, lead men are making, you know, I don't know, 20 bucks an hour. So you can't, you can make more money if you've got a driver's license as well. So it's, it's crazy to yeah. me. Wow. Okay. So do you have any closing thoughts? Well, i um, really happy to do this. Um, I guess my closing thoughts are that uh, the Astros are uh, playing their first playoff game today. So hopefully by the time this comes out, we'll, we'll have won that series. So uh, go Astros is, is the biggest thing I would say right now. <laughs> well, thank you, Arthur, for coming on Wired with Brezzy. We appreciate your feedback, everything that you do for the company. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Marketing, for uh, all that you do and uh, all that your support. Awesome. All right, guys. From all of us at IES Residential, thanks for tuning in to the show. If you haven't already, check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Or visit our website at www.iesresidential.com. Hopefully you have more answers than questions, but if not... Send in your questions to wiredwithresi at ies-co.com. And thanks again for tuning in.